0: Testing one, two, three. Hi, Brent. Testing one, two. Hey, everybody. Hey, David, how are you?
1: Good, how are you? Thank you for uh, inviting. Uh, Hey, Carlos, Ellie, Brent. Hey, everybody. How's uh, how's everybody's weekend?
0: I'm good. I'm just getting ready to start the live stream. Hold on two seconds. Okay, we are live. Okay, my we for Alberto. Um, Carlos, I gave you the mic. I also want to say hi to Kiki. I want to say hi to Kay. And also I want to say hi to Ali. And definitely say hello to Brent. And again, I want to make sure everyone know that this space is recorded, but it also we're being live streamed. So once you, uh, when, when we open up the mic, once you... Uh, grab the mic to speak just know that you're going to be live stream and you're giving us permission to cut up the snippets and promote the space. Hi Carlos, let me make you the co-host.
2: Hi hi, how are you?
0: I'm great. I'm <laughs> You know, it's one of those Sundays I'm t- I've been like I think I spent the whole day updating cuz I'm like preparing for the space cuz we're going to talk a lot about cybersecurity.
2: Yes, that's the most logical thing thing to do. But I have been tra- troubled all this week because I I I wasn't able to create a space yesterday. Uh, it doesn't let me do a program space. It ha- only I can open one instantly, but I don't. I cannot pre-program just like the day before or the morning earlier. So. Oh no! So you can't schedule one. Exactly. Exactly. I cannot. I cannot schedule one. So I have. I have. Uninstall in, and reinstall Twitter nine times this week and mm, twice my operating system in Android and it's still no solution. I don't know what happens. It's the biggest glitch ever in my social audio life this week.
0: Oh, no. Did you, talk, did you get a chance to talk to anyone from
2: no? N- not really, not yet, because I don't know if something... Uh, because the, the 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 connection is very weak too. Today is strong, thank God. I'm I'm through phone data now uh, because the Wi-Fi box, the little thing, the little thing is is almost useless today. So let's see. That's I live in South America and living in Caracas, Venezuela. So. It's really a miracle. Every word that I can transmit <laughs> outside the frontiers of this country is a miracle. It's the proof that miracles exist. Uh, really, really, we have scarce resources with this here. So, uh, I, let's let's go ahead with, with and enjoy what we have. No,
0: you sound fantastic. Uh, we have David here, and we have Ghost in here. I just gave him the mic invite to speak, and Alberto should be here soon.
2: Yes, yes, I don't think Alberto is going to miss this, Un- unless someone has kidnapped him or something.
1: Brian, how I want just you? to ping over to uh, to him, um, a ghost. Uh, let's see if he joins momentarily. Yeah, maybe.
0: You know, Ghost, I really enjoy your videos.
3: Videos? Oh,
0: anyone in particular? I think the one in your car when you're drinking a drink and it was empty. <laughs> They're like, it's empty.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you like it. Hi, Ghost. Glad to meet you, Ghost. I'm starting to follow you right now. See, for example, I followed you earlier and I, uh, Ghost Exodus. And now it appeared. It appeared here. Like I, I didn't. I was not following it. So that kind of things is just totally unstable for me. How do you call this uh, sand? Uh, this the tar sand? The sand that swallows people? I feel like I've always forgot that name. The sand that appears in the movies can you you should not move because if you go deep the island. yeah deeper and deeper in the, into that sand. there is no solid there is no solid ground hi David glad to see you here too Kiki Kiki long time no see glad to see you here and Brent of course Arusi Ava glad to say, glad to see you here and Teddy welcome and Kay too and I think we are ready because it's my clock is six thirty one. Are we gonna wait for, for Danielle, or we start the party without him?
0: I just DM him. <laughs> it's just like it's his birthday party or something. <laughs> I'm having a flashback. <laughs> um, Ali, we're gonna give you the mic in a few minutes, and um, I guess we can just go ahead and start. We are live streaming, and uh, and you know how weird they are on the other platforms, so. Okay. So I, I let want me go
2: to. Ahead and say- I want to propose something. Uh, why don't we do uh, only give the headline of the worst uh, cybersecurity experience, or or the most dangerous, or the most problematic, you not know, the worst, uh, not not to start in a negative note, but just to the most difficult or trouble to troubleshoot or something. It's like okay, once we I, we, I lost a total website. I was waiting in two months because of the and this. I mean, everyone could say uh, or write. Remember that we have now the feature down in the right side, the little purple thingy, that with was the comic book glow, um, and a number one. You mean the bubble? The bubble, exactly. You can write there. So what I'm telling is that you could, uh, while we are waiting for Alberto to write your worst experience, and we can comment about it when Alberto comes, and and relate to it, I think it could be a good idea. I don't know what you think.
0: Well, actually, I think we should get to know more about the founders, I think, um, especially with um, the Hacker1337 Club. Okay, David,
2: David, right? Give me go. Exactly, go ahead, David.
1: Sure, so uh, thank you again, everyone. So Hacker1337 Club, it's an official CyberSec team, right? It started out as a group of friends of us on Discord. And basically, we enjoy solving challenges, you know, playing together, breaking stuff, teaching and the like. And the group originally started as an information security group, and we eventually gravitated into this team. So our members are Ghost, Alberto, myself, and we come from all parts of the globe and have knowledge in you know, a variety of uh, different uh, subjects. But in essence, we all love doing things together as, as a group, and um, we love to solve challenges together and ultimately we are a community, so we're definitely very glad to be here today. Very good, very
2: good
0: and welcome. Before we start, if anybody can um, retweet the space and let people know we are live right now. We we start early today because I want to give us some time um, to be able to continue talking because I really am interested in um, the whole project and, and everything you guys are doing. And, um, Ghost, tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Oh, Alien. Wow. Alien, thank you, it's quicksand. It's you and me to tell me the word, quicksand. That's what I meant before. Thank you. Sorry, go ahead, excuse me.
1: was oh, no worries.
3: Well, I actually was raised in a very sheltered household, so I didn't really have access to computers up until I was 12 turning 13. I mean, I didn't watch television, I'm uh, a pianist on the road to Juilliard. I studied dance, choreography, and I wrote music and just generally just traveled all over the U S uh, on a concert tour. And by the time I was 12, I was just, I was done. I wanted to have a normal life, kind of have more of a, you know, peer interaction and, you know, be a part of my peer group and, uh, it was like throwing a monkey wrench in my, my mother's dreams, but I started to have a normal life and that's when I had access to computers. <laughs> now my, my first friend in, um, in high school just so happened to be a hacker and I don't know, it just, it just took off from there. Uh, and um, you know, hacking was, was not, for, for me, it was like a way to, to really, you know, save myself and to try to, self-validate. I mean, if you've heard my Darknet Diaries episode, which is episode 70, you get kind of a background understanding of why I gravitated to hacking. Um, you know, I, I survived a, a very rigorous uh, church cult for many years. I was a music director there, and um, this was my only voice to really like overcome the, the control that was over me, over every facet of my life. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a music director and a youth pastor. I create the ETA. Um, and I create the ETA with the express purpose to, you know, kind of live in this, this kind of life, this, this world that I'm creating for myself uh, as a means to escape reality and it just took off from there um it really did take off and ultimately i mean ultimately it was my downfall and i i spent 11 years in federal prison as the first person in recent u.s history who has ever been convicted for corrupting industrial control systems now i mean i'm not going to get into my case but um that you know my experiences you know, really crea- recreated everything about me, um, in a way it saved me and, and in, in another ways it broke me. Uh, but breaking has never been, my weakness has always been a, a means to, to, uh, become stronger. And so I spent most of my time in prison, uh, repeating this mantra and believing in it to turn your pain into power. And that's what I did. Um, that's what I did. And that's what I am continuing to do. And so I got out of prison, not wanting to do anything related to cybersecurity at all. Alberto found me as a fry cook in a restaurant, miserable and literally just wanting to die. Um, and I don't know, our stories were like, um, you know, magnets. We, we became really, really close friends, uh, encouraging one another. And he took off and then I seen that he took off and and built his his platform, and so I started building mine. But uh, now I'm back into cybersecurity, and um, here we are today.
0: (laughs) This is great, oh my God. Wow, so um, we're gonna talk some more about that. So so David, um, I know you introduced, um, tell us a little bit about Hacker 1337 Club, but why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. So for me, um, similar to Ghost, uh, growing up, I got into computers at the age of 13. This was back in the AOL days. This was about uh, 1995, 96. Windows, I was still using 3.1 and 95. Um, It was an escape for me. It wasn't that I didn't uh, necessarily fit in in school. It was more of a rush that I can uh, explore things and go ahead and feel that um, there's unlimited potential and power. So having done that for several years, I ultimately um, worked myself up into IT, holding various positions. And then it became too much in the sense where uh, I thought that I knew um, more than others and therefore I was above the law. So I, uh, I did about a year and a half in federal prison um, for destroying a utility company system Um, and not proud of that. Um, although that was a short stint, um, it still uh, holds true to this day that, uh, it's definitely hurt me, but it's also in a great, uh, form, uh, reshaped me, um, because a lot of people, and I used to look at ex convicts as, uh, there's no chance for them, et cetera. Albeit it is hard. It is not impossible. And this is kind of like an outreach program. Um, I then, okay, so this was pending, and I then was a cloud engineer uh, for a company in New Jersey. And uh, same thing, I was doing uh, what's called cash poisoning. And I again uh, was, well, this time I was taking money and uh, I was snitched out, and I had to do a year in um, state prison in New Jersey. And uh, after that, as if those didn't um, resonate with me, I ultimately worked for a guy named George Soros in New York City. And uh, I did, I don't want to go into too much detail. I um, had basically destroyed their system with a a man in the middle attack and um, was able to get to their internal IT team. I was a senior um, consultant there. And this happened uh, all back to back to back. It wasn't um, like I went in once came out and did it again. Um, all this hit me consecutively, and uh, it really, really, really shifted and molded me into um, who I am today, and that is teaching ethical um, and to not get ahead of yourself. There's so much to learn and gain, but uh, really finding your foothold there. Uh, th- there's a lot to talk about with um, you know, mental health and with what prison can do. Um, Rikers Island was not a pretty place at all and neither was going upstate New York. I couldn't imagine what it would be today. But, yeah, I got ahead of myself, and I then started my own LLC, which is still there to this day. Um, And that's for short gigs, corp to corp um, W2, and it's mainly doing bug fixes, et cetera. So um, go into more and more details, but kind of like Ghost mentioned, um, that breaking down part, you know, it breaks you and then makes you. Uh, some people uh, afterwards they are completely lost. I was, I can say I still am, but uh, I keep thriving and keep going through and uh, nothing is going to make me uh, go ahead and, and, and cross that bad line again. And, uh, you know, we're here, we have a big agenda and want to teach people, um, you know, the nuts and bolts of cybersecurity and, uh, you know, grow from there.
2: David, I have a question, a, a, a kind of weird question. But excuse myself because I be I have been a comedy talk show host many years, and I, and I, I an idea came to my mind. Uh, I suppose that you were, when you were in prison, uh, in prison. Sorry, uh, there. If you had some kind of different activities inside prison, maybe this happened someday that okay, everybody to computer class except you, David. just stay there. Something like that happened. No, just, just you know, and
1: <laughs> in federal you're allowed to use the computer um because it's connected to a, a, a local area network, so a land even, um,
2: even if even if you were, if you are in prison because of hacking stuff, it's, don't it's, tell it's, me, don't tell me that. I just cannot believe it.
1: It's funny you mention because in, in New York State, so again, federal was allowed to use their email programs. In New York State, I was a uh, assistant teacher for uh, computer science, I, uh, okay. and a lot of the correction officers would ask, "Well, if you have a hacking charge, why are you allowed to teach?" But it was all good intent, and um, I I was surprised at the amount of um, I would say lack of knowledge, but of people who you know didn't really use computers, but It turned out to be fun and um yeah i'm I'm glad you brought that up that's uh that's interesting because i've been questioned uh, multiple times throughout uh you know being laughed up
2: you you know i had a close experience with two great venezuelan hackers and the story is this i was in charge i was a webmaster in 1998 and 1999 for the biggest television station uh in venezuela Benevision, uh, the, uh, uh the 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 competition of the station. I used to have to my talk show. I switched the stations and I was working there. And in the team uh, making the web page, we were in the early years, uh, and we had a wonderful T one connection, very strong for being in my in this country, and free uh, phone lines to talk to um, uh, the United States. I got to know, for example, the girl who wrote the code for, for the first Real Audio. You remember Real Audio in the, in the days of Netscape when we used Netscape for, for browsing the web? Oh, and I, we were connected with, with all of them. And I, I went actually in 1998, I did visit Amazon when Amazon was in a little street in Seattle be, besides a flower shop, okay? I went to the Real Networks headquarters, I went to Netscape uh, headquarters, too. Well, it was incredible, that trip in 1998. But in, in, here, in Venezuela, these two hackers, they were real, real uh, uh, clever and real skilled. And I, you know what I did? They, for example, told me, oh, do you want to know uh, uh, how much? Because, they, for example, the accounts of the television executives were in the provincial bank. And he said, Okay, you want to know how that executive is making, how much money is making? Let's get into the bank. Oh my goodness, don't tell me that you can do that. Yes, yes, yes. And then it's being inside the station, they broke into the bank. And they but you know what I said all I did every time? I said, Okay, I will look to other side. I don't want to see how you do that. I don't want to see. I never wanted to learn. I was just like, like scared. You're like, a, okay, okay. I will, I will look to other side. Tell me when you have the numbers. Then I went and see the page. Oh my goodness, that's. <laughs> Mother son of a gun is winning. So this what? Okay, okay, get out of the bank, rapid, because we can be cut. And that happened so many times. They were able of getting. They got even into security spaces inside the states. They got in 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 Spain, in Argentina. They got into stores. They were really really skilled and powerful. I I never. Wanted to see that, and I and they once wanted to do that from my computer. I said, "I killed you if you touch my computer for doing like that. You do that from your computers. I am not here. I didn't see anything." But I then I, I I I really learned to respect the hackers a lot, and they do. They started to do good things, really good things, working for, uh, in the education too. They are actually teaching. One of them is in Panama. And and he's uh, very respected, and he's devoted, like Alberto, to, uh, to to explain and to teach about this cybersecurity stuff.
0: You know the space is being recorded. <laughs>
2: Yeah, okay, no, but they—they they are innocent now. <laughs> we only—we only felt envious of the of the executives. It's <laughs> like, oh my goodness, see what they are doing and see what they are paying us. That's the only thing. We did nothing extra about uh, besides that. And you know, a wonderful anecdote is uh, that we uh, uh, that this TV station uh, holds every year the Miss Venezuela beauty contest. We are probably the country that has won more international beauty crowns, uh, including my sister. <laughs> see, see how many Venezuelan girls? Are, I my sister was the first Miss International. In, and actually, she is directing the Miss Venezuela inter- organization. And in that year, 1998, we created the first international voting just like the miss internet, just like we were going to receive votes, and the the chief, the honchos of the station, didn't believe in internet. They 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 saw that just like an expensive toy or something silly, and they were so surprised where, because they were expecting votes from let's say five to ten countries only. You know how many countries we receive votes from? One hundred and twenty-five different countries. Countries like we never heard of, like we didn't know. We, they all knew the Miss Venezuela thanks to the Miss Universe and stuff. And the voting was huge. I mean, we were expecting like 500 votes. And we were receiving more than 10,000 votes. So that's what changed the story of internet inside the station. And when the owner of the station said, oh, oh maybe this internet thing is something. Thanks to that internet, Miss Internet uh, uh, thing that we created exactly that year, 1988, 1998.
0: You know, like back in 2004, I met this, my girlfriends and I were out to dinner and I, we met this gentleman. I forgot. He's telling me he's starting as, uh, as, he has a security software, but he, he's going to have to shut it down because he didn't have no money because <laughs> nobody really needed it or whatever. So now, I mean, just say 2004, right? And then now look at us to here today, 2022. And there's so much education is needed and also understanding because I don't think, like, because I hang out with, uh, you know, Alberto and, and all the different security guys and we just didn't, I listen, I listen, you know. But I, I, I'm so happy I was able to because I was able to, like, learn different things that are happening because... If you told me back in 2004 that, you know, um, security software is a thing and that cybersecurity was I, I, was it cybersecurity wasn't even a word back then that wasn't even a consider a key word. So the reason I'm saying that is like, so now here we are in 2022, uh, zero day. <laughs> I literally am see, like right now I'm like trying to upgrade, update all my Apple stuff. And here right, I'm like all this time I'm thinking Apple is like, you know, invincible. But you know, nothing is invincible as we know, but you know here we are today, and and especially now with the NFT and all the different projects, and people are not understanding. They're jumping in because they just see like it's a gold rush. So when you guys got together and Hacker 13, 1337 Club was founded, um, what were you guys' thoughts? I mean, I'm, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna ask Ghost first and see what did you think. What did you guys envision it to be?
3: Well. I can only I can only speak for myself. I believe, perhaps uh, Alberto's vision was a little different than mine. I'm kind of like right now just tagging along for the ride, just to uh, just to to see where this goes. Because, like I said, I I've been really really slow at you know you know reacquainting myself with cybersecurity. You know, getting back into it. Now, I mean, I do write cybersecurity related topics all day long, but um, just I, I want to see. Uh, I want to see people who have role models. I, I don't know how great of role models we are, but there's a lot of new bloods out there who are looking uh, for answers. They are looking for a direction, and a lot of them are being swept up in, you know, the the uh, the cult of personality that is, you know, in the in the in the hacker subculture right now. And they're doing a lot of things that isn't really going to to benefit them you know, career-wise, and that could ultimately end up going to prison, and we don't want that to happen. So what we want to do is try to mold and shape uh, anyone, but for me personally, uh, this new generation, uh, to be able to put them on the right path uh, so that they don't, you know, use their, their curiosity to, uh, you know, to break the law. It's, it's completely unnecessary nowadays because we have a a bug bounty program. We no longer have to do those things. Uh, we could harness our creativity and, and shoot it in, in a productive and 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 healthy uh, direction that benefits other people, not just ourselves. So for me, it, it does have some sort of personal, uh, you know, I, I feel responsible for some of these people, okay? I don't want them to make the same mistakes as I did. And it can be completely avoided. <laughs>
0: You know, they do say the best way to learn is learn learn from someone else's experiences instead of creating your own in that sense. So, um, David, tell us what what did you, um, what was your thoughts coming into this project?
1: Coming into this project? So uh, I've been speaking with Alberto for quite some time, uh, not as long as Ghost. And then I had the uh, fortunate opportunity to um, collaborate with Ghost and Alberto, so uh, teaming up. We were able to collab on a lot of items, it, you know, not just the mindset of not, you know, doing anything wrong and making sure that things go right and that we learn from our mistakes, but also to come up with, with a huge, huge plan of, of ongoing items to, you know, uh, we want to be a collective, uh, an army of doing the right. And I just put out a, um, a tweet of our Discord server. It's still uh, in progress, but feel free to uh, join but really, to um, hear everybody out, teach the best we can, and like Ghost mentioned, um, you know, to do the best as possible to uh, stay away from any trouble. For me, it was a matter of not asking uh, enough questions. You know that statement: ask questions, demand answers. So um, meeting up with Ghost and Alberto really um, struck me hard in a good way, a very inspiring and motivating way. So um, with that being said. Um, we've just been continuing, uh, you know, updating our syllabuses and uh, going at this. So I also hope that, you know, we could also have more uh, spaces, um, you know, whether it's weekly, et cetera. And um, uh, I don't want to give out too much, but I do have some uh, spoiler alerts that we've been uh, working on. We can, can discuss uh, later on today if that's okay. But, yeah, I'm very happy to, uh, to have met both of them, and uh, I look up to them uh, a lot.
0: Yeah, I, I love the collaboration. I love collaboration is, is the best thing to do, especially when you're working on a project. So I, I know we're going to, uh, we want to talk a little bit about tokenizing. Um, I, I, I'm excited. I'm thrilled actually that Alberto is doing this with you guys. But, um, and then you don't, do you know how many tokens you guys are um, putting up um, in OpenSea? Not, there wasn't that many tokens because cause it was supposed to be like a um, special uh, it's like a specialty because you know because really because once somebody learns they can turn around and sell their token into to the next to the secondary market so so I'm kind of curious what you guys' vision is about that
1: yeah I'm not not too sure about the exact uh, number or a ghost can uh, can mention but yes definitely getting into the NFT aspect and uh, you know teaching how that works and goes about to um, I'll let Ghost shine in uh, as well.
3: Oh no, you go right on ahead. I actually haven't had a moment to to discuss these things with the group yet. I've also been quite curious about how many tokens we will have uh, in the open sea, but it's definitely really fascinating. I'm not sure how many other platforms have ever actually uh, used it in this manner, so this is very interesting.
0: Well, for me, um, like I do NFT. um... Music radio, and I do a lot of promotion, but I also do virtual film festivals. So, um, we watched a lot of uh, filmmakers create tokens for their projects, but really, the people are buying tokens to investing in them. But then they add more to it, so they have a bunch of utilities to it. So. Um, uh, you know, speaking with Alberto because I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be, I think I know, I'm, I'm doing your communication for you as far as your press releases and different projects to announce what we're, what, um, we're doing. But, um, I just find it interesting because your project is so different because no everyone's jumping into this gold rush you know the blockchain jumping into this and then then nft nft you know like my myself been sitting in nft spaces since february of last year and i have seen and heard so many people get ganked and get like you know just lose everything get your wallet taken and don't understand a smart contract don't understand how to do different things and just Doing basic cybersecurity things that they should know about and um, you know what you guys are offering with your project is so needed. I mean and so needed. And not something you know, I myself, when I go through stuff, I'd like to like um, troubleshoot, but it's really cool to be part of, of a club where if you have a problem with something, you can reach out and talk to somebody.
3: Without question. There are so many individuals that I know David, myself, and Alberto are approached on the web. They're, they're constantly, you know, needing help, advice, direction. They want to know, you know, how to, they want to know how to act. They don't know exactly what they want to use it for. And this, I just, I feel that this is, this really touches, you know, touches home for me personally. I did everything, you know, when I was younger on my own, I didn't have direction. And I think if I had had, a positive direction where i wouldn't feel stupid <laughs> um then uh, then I, maybe things would have been different i don't know but it was a very different time back then uh we're asking questions you're oftentimes just shot down and i know in this day and age we're in a different era and the trajectory of where we're going is is really it's not has not really been been foreseen but this platform i think is what we can really use to to mold a lot of people who who really just need a good you know start and
2: direction but you know there is something important goes to that uh, i i don't like the idea i mean uh, somehow uh, movies and media and netflix and stuff create uh, the uh, hacker just like being a synonym with evil or something bad but there is ethical hacking, actually, and officially he- ethical hacking, which helped to find the security breaches in companies. And actually, in the same year, nineteen ninety-eight, we had later in that year experienced an experience with a, a, a company offering security for cover, I mean, just like a firewall. There they they were Venezuelan developers, and they were uh, developing an idea for a special kind of firewall to protect the dial-up connections and stuff and the intranet and so and so. And they were charging a lot, very, very expensive. So they commit the mistake of promising certain level of security. And one of the hackers told me, hey, that what he's saying. This, uh, this company is offering this product. I mean, we, are, we can break that easily. I mean, well, let's do something. Let's make offer just like some kind of guarantee. And it's, and they said, okay, if someone can get into uh, through our firewall, I will give you the same amount of money we are, we're charging. We will return the money and we will give you the same amount as a compensation for being breached. And that happened in two hours. I mean, they finished the installation of the supposed ultra-impossible to, to violate a security system. And one of those, these two friends with another external, an outsider, who, who was stronger and he worked at the, in the, actually in the Venezuelan Simon Bolivar University. Uh, hey, they came and in two hours, they actually broke and the company had to pay that money because they, offered, they were so big-mouthed and they were bro- bro- boasting so much about their security, and they paid. I think they learned uh, quite a lesson. And and with them, they they gave us a they, uh, the television station gave us a, a little prize, a little bonus in money uh, for being able to win. Just like so, everybody. It was a real happy ending. Security,
3: like this is a this is a this era, this, this time that we're living is, it's just, there's nothing like it. So there's really no excuse for us to go back, you know, and, and, you know, pursuing the things that we used to do 10 years ago when we could actually, uh, you know, be a part of of, of creating a more secure world against the threat actors who don't want to be a part of that. Um, I absolutely love it. And it is my goal an absolute desire to you know, get on board with that. And that is such a fascinating story that you said. I had done a little bit of research uh, a few months ago about you know early bug bounty programs and your they, they did exist. They were isolated, they were extraordinarily few, but that was a really good story.
2: I miss those times you cannot imagine how much. I mean I was yeah I was so stuck to the web, and it was. A, you know what? Listen to this. Listen to this. You know what I have in my house? I have at home a little diskette. Uh, three point uh, that uh, what, they, they were one, m- one mega point forty four, if I am not mistaken, right? Okay, uh, when Amazon was just starting, okay, Amazon maybe was just six months old. I asked them. I bought. I purchased from Amazon a biography of Benjamin Franklin, but I wanted specifically the English edition, and they sent me an American edition by Penguin. So I did receive a letter of apology, okay, by someone uh, from customer service, and I keep a copy of that Hotmail because Gmail didn't even exist yet. And I have a copy of the Hotmail letter that came from Amazon. Well, actually, in my Hotmail because they had, of course, their uh, Amazon.com domain. And it is signed, believe it or not, I will promise I will, I I have to find that diskette. It was signed by, it said, Jeff Bezos, Customer service. Jeff Bezos was working in customer service, taking care of his baby in that year. I think that was in uh, 1999, sorry, 1999. Yeah, it was not 2000 yet because in 2000, I was already back to my old TV station. So that was exactly in year 1999. Okay, so that's a treasure I got. At home because I I don't know why because I I, I saw later that he be, uh, in a in a magazine article or something it said the name because Besos in in English uh, the, the the his last name in Spanish uh, sorry it means kisses just like kissing so it was a very funny name very with a high uh, recalling uh, power because Jeff Besos is just like uh, telling uh, the like he were recalling in Spanish. Uh, jeff kiss uh, jeff kisses you know just like the old group kiss the rock kiss group so i i just have it i just have it and it's uh, stunning Uh, my friends, when they see that it's just like i still have a a little an external uh diskette uh, usb player and i can put it and 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 we can see it i i promise i will bring that to the space
0: I love your story. You should you should NFT that. <laughs> I feel like anything you have, you everything.
2: Oh my goodness! <laughs> yes, 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 of course, because it's it says Jeff versus customer service below the letter. I mean, he's it's signed by Jeff versus, and the, he he put himself as customer service, being already the owner of the, of the place. Isn't it incredible? I mean, that's per, a person taking care of of, of his stuff. So Go ahead, I, just, Go ahead.
0: I just shared um, the link in the bubble. Um, it's for the. It's actually from nftfeed.app. It's, it's just telling about the project, the hacker thirteen thirty seven. And according to this, because I know I, I know um, this part is uh, Alberto's thing, but he didn't. He's not here, so he'll be he'll be here soon. But um, they are there is uh, twenty two piece for the uh, for the VIP collection. The hacker a Hacker 1337. The Hackers NFT VIP Club whitelist OG tokens is a 22-piece NFT collection store on, on the Ethereum blockchain. The current floor price for a Hacker 1337, the Hackers NFT VIP Club whitelist tokens, is uh, 0.0133 ETH, um, which is like $22.50. The total sales volume for Hack Hacker 1337, the Hackers NFT VIP Club whitelist. That's really cool.
2: That's
1: wonderful. So I see, I, I we- also
0: see like a lot of different things you guys can do with this. Go ahead, David. The mic is yours.
1: Well, I'm, I'm glad you. Uh, that was perfect timing, Tanya, and and Carlos also a very very interesting story. Uh, phenomenal. Um, with regards to those NFTs, another thing, not to get too technical, is really. Um, in addition, to go into, like you mentioned earlier, Tanya, about smart contracts, Web3, uh, DeFi, DeApps. And, you know, we also want to go into, you know, how, um, you know, the ecosystem uh, itself work, But that's uh, down the road. And I'm glad you um, mentioned that, too, from the site. So, uh, yeah, thank you.
0: I think it's a project that if you're new to NFT and you want to learn about something and you, uh, you want to understand further before you jump in, this is like a, a really important investment um to to do for yourself really to get to get into this because i mean for for the cost of that it's like nothing i mean to be since safe and sorry because i've seen people do projects they get so all happy about it and then that contract doesn't come out the smart contract doesn't work they didn't do it right they totally messed it up and you know some people i've talked to and i'm kind of like oh you know what's your secondary market they're kind of like what are you talking about i don't know what that is so, um, so there's a lot of different things that people should try to like understand, learn. You can watch all the YouTube videos you want, but if you don't have just have the opportunity to sit in a Discord and be part of a club to ask and you know ask questions and share your stories and talk about what, what your ups and downs that you're dealing with, I, I think that's the key right now that we're talking about because you're offering support, and support is really it's worth more, a lot more than what you guys are your floor prices going right now. Oh, my friend Devin's here. Hi, let me say hi to him. So, um, I see you guys are in the open sea, and the your stats are really fantastic. So, so have you guys um, come up with a syllabus or part of the syllabus?
1: Yes, yes, we have, and um, the, w- uh, I'm glad you mentioned too about the um Definitely with the API, et cetera. Uh, so, uh, Ghost, myself, and Alberto are we came up with a preliminary agenda, but we still want to further fine tune it, and that's why maybe the Discord slash these uh, spaces will um, you know help really further align uh, everything. So, um, when that's finalized, which should be I don't know, let's say another few days, we can definitely, uh, you know, put that into the server and answer, you know, the questions and uh, go forward from there.
0: I I would love to have a t-shirt with that token of, because I remember when uh, Alberto had that made, or someone made, he had it made, and then um, now he has colors in it. So I think it's really a cool token.
2: Hey, listen, I want to announce something that even Tonya doesn't know. I want, I want to choose a cartoon every week for this program, and a technology or related to the subject we will be talking. And I already put the first one of this new section, the cartoon of the week. L- look at that. You have those little birds on this, uh, in this cartoon and see what they say. I love that joke. Take just a second to take a look. Isn't it wonderful? That's pure genius. That cartoon is a genius. that's great
0: you know um i was online i love that you know i was online and and like i used to follow (laughs) xkcd so you know that there's this whole thing about um 1337 did anyone you guys wanted to um explain what that means i i actually researched it (laughs) because i thought at first i thought it was like alberta's birthday (laughs) but it it means something Uh, else so
3: so I believe uh, David and I will concur probably on this. It's a it's it's hacks-er. It's like leet speak, um, Leet speak as in we would use a substitution of certain letters and characters to to write in English. It, it, one three three seven basically means elite. <laughs> Some of us uh, like like computer nerds back in the day are probably laughing right now, but yeah, it means elite, and it still means it today. <laughs>
1: It's interesting, yeah. Even going back to uh, I remember back in the CompuServe, uh, AOL days, um, the leap back then it would be typing in uh, one word would be uh, you know typed in lowercase and capital, et cetera, hexer, all of those, uh, yeah. But going back, it's uh, it's funny just to uh, reminisce upon.
3: Yeah, I think back in the day we would wrote hello multiple ways. We could use H three one one zero or or pound three uh, pipe pipe zero. You you could be very creative with it.
2: Well, you know that actually, I did learn HTML totally by heart. There was no front page. There was no Dreamweaver. There was nothing. No software to create and to program a web page. So I learned, we were a bunch of kids, just like, well, of kids. (laughs) 20 years ago, I was already 40. Okay, sorry. I am 61 now. But I felt younger 20 years, (laughs) 20 years back. Uh, And, you know, it was great because we had to learn. I, I, I didn't know I was learning programming because I don't like math. I don't like numbers. I hate Excel or Excel. I don't know the... How oh, do you say? Do you say Excel or Excel, but I hate it and I, I don't love that. Uh, but I and HTML had some kind of magic and actually allowed you to produce this the diva line right, diva line left. I, I said this is like a I feel I felt like a wizard, you know, because according to us, I write in the picture will appear in the web page in the right side or the left side, and this kind of power you felt and and, and we learned that by heart. And it, it became so useful for me as a consultant today for uh, creative projects, people uh, having trouble with their web pages, the landing pages, or whatever. It is, it is very, very great. I, I would recommend anyone to start uh, to actually learn HTML has something, uh, it's just like a law in music. Uh, if you play organ first, you cannot play piano. But if you learn piano first, then you you can you can play organ. Uh, they say that in the music teacher, in uh, music teaching world. And I think that HTML is wonderful to give you a general idea in a very easy way. Because if someone has horribly far away from programming like me, I was able to actually dominate it. Of course, I already forgotten more than half or practically everything about HTML today. But it's it, it was a great base, and and that feeling helps me a lot with my
1: consulting jobs today. Go ahead, David. Carlos, that that's very well uh, said. It's not like you're just going to jump right into um, you know a jack of all trades, master of none. And on that note, in the Discord server, we actually put a few coding references, so you know. Uh, We3Schools, etc., learning HTML in addition to CSS, and then uh, going from there, you know, JavaScript, Python, but right, you know, the, the starting points, the foundations, the, the low-hanging fruit, I'll call it, and then uh, step-by-step building uh, upon that. So uh, it's really interesting to hear, um, you know, all, all the backgrounds that that everybody has here. Yes, I feel like a
2: dinosaur, actually, but I feel happy that I went through that era and I saw that growing and I actually got to meet the girl in the, and, and even I have another anecdote, it's just like the first people, when they did real video, uh, after real audio, um, I actually met the programmer over there in, the, in their building. The number of the building was 1111, I can't remember that clearly, in a Seattle Avenue, uh, and there, uh, they later, when I went back to Venezuela in 1999 was, uh, or when they created Real Video, uh, they connected with the BBC of London, and they weren't able to connect with them. They connected then with ABC in, in the United States, and they, because they they rented a server to do uh, the first video test, live video test, and then they called us, and so from the first person in history of of the humankind in on the web live is a Venezuelan newscaster called Eduardo Rodriguez. He's a friend of mine. And and we went on the air and I actually we got and I got a letter from Real Networks stating that fact that the fact that the first time that they did test officially the real video was with us, with the little team from Caracas, Venezuela. So I am talking now like a miss, like a contestant in the beautiful contest. I am from Venezuela. <laughs> I am Miss Caracas. <laughs> Thank you.
0: So I'm on your website, which is hacker1337.club. And um, I know you you were build, building out the platform and you have all the different things that you're doing but um, what I'm kind of curious is like you're planning to have a podcast so would that be from your spaces that you guys host and then it creates this then becomes a podcast or will you be recording um, separately and doing it um, like YouTube or something Ghosty, you know
3: <laughs> no this is the first time hearing it as I I'm kind of on the fringes of this uh, but what about David what do you have to say let's hear it
1: Yes, same thing. We'll toggle back with Alberto, but there's various options. So, um, of course, YouTube is, is one, Anchor.fm, also the recordings from uh, from Spaces. So, not to make it, you know, uh, convoluted, but um, several, several avenues and see how that goes, definitely. And um, that's a good – I just made a note, too, so we can toggle back on that. That's a good point.
0: Well, I think – because your project is so unique, that um because you know this is nfts for a cause and your cause is, is educating and empowering especially um anyone that's getting ready to go into an nft project to learn more about cybersecurity, and then make, you know, give them pretty much you know checkpoints you know make sure they they have a list of things that it needs to get done correctly and also have some have a, a, a team that that you know, it's a club. It's a VIP hackers club. So that can also um, kind of like guide you, you know, because it's so important. Um, like my uh, my co my host here who I do music NFT with, um, Louie, he has a, a space that I, I'm one of the co-hosts and he's going to be doing his first music NFT uh, um, project and I you know I told him I said make sure you come here so he's here in the space and so hopefully he can ask him if he wants to ask some questions he's welcome to but but I also feel like you know it's so important for people to learn more about these kind of things because again like like I do not stress more than ever I've just been sitting in spaces and watching brand new people just jumping in here feeling so excited and getting so excited and just feeling the love right but then they don't realize you know they don't they're not I watch so many people's wallet get like drained by just going into a website and then just plugging it in there and not doing the check in and to make sure it's a safe website.
2: Well, and actually, Microsoft and Google and the big companies they 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 offer rewards or prizes. I mean, they said, okay, we 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 offer some money to people if you can break through this and that. I think it's uh, the best way of. Of testing something. Uh, I think that's. Uh, co- Would you consider yourself ethical hackers? Because I know that the concept of ethical hacking is accepted as a good thing from that point, from that standpoint. I mean, education and prevention.
0: Oh, without
4: question.
1: Uh, absolutely. Yes, ethical. Um, and then you have. The three, actually, there's more now. So the white hat hacker, doing right. The gray um, is in between. And then the black hat is doing the fireiest stuff. And then it comes along with the teams. I know it's all color named. So uh, the red team attacks. Uh, The purple team is in between. Mitre, for example, MITRE. We'll go ahead and do um, kind of the recon and workaround. And then the blue team will go ahead and uh, fix. So... Yes, correct. There's, uh, but we're all out for, for, for the good.
0: Yeah, there's sort of like so many, you know, because I, I, when I used to sit in forums, you know, Alberto and I talk about this, he laughs because I used to go, yeah, I sit in forums. And one time I sat in a white hat, which I totally understood. And then I went into the black hat, which is kind of scary. I was terrified, actually. And then I went in a blue hat. And then he's like, no, I think you got the blue team. So he's trying to explain to me all the different things. But I, I find them very interesting because, you know, the, the problem solving and, and the fact that nowadays, I mean, I'm looking at a story right now, like somebody from Slash Gear, they just published four hours ago. I'm going to share this. Hijacking satellites is easier than you think. <laughs> <I> mean, really? <laughs> That's kind of scary.
2: I was just thinking, wouldn't it be funny if I receive a DM right now of Alberto telling me that he couldn't get here because he just got hacked in his birthday and the day of the program? I cannot believe. It. I, can, I it's so. I mean, is it really his birthday?
0: No, it's in October. <laughs> Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. You know because it, it's it, a joke.
0: Because I threw his birthday party last year, so we live streamed it. It was so funny, and we had all these different, all the different hackers popped in, and it was just really hilarious. And so this year, you know, it's coming up again. So when we were talking about this project, and I was like, "Is it your birthday? That's why you you named it this?" Because <laughs> there's a number thirteen in his um on his birthday. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, it is." But you no, know, it's it's it actually means elite. <laughs>
2: And this is, this is our 20th, 27th uh, pre- emission of these NFTs for a cost programs. I want to thank, uh, to thank everybody listening to the recordings or being here live today, here or listening to this later. And, and it has been a great experience along with Sonia because uh, this has been, uh, we, we have a, a real rainbow of different, uh, uh, real spectrum. Of of different options of helping people, helping humans all over the world in so many different uh, ways that NFTs are really really working and and functioning. I remember the Toga, uh, the the volcano in the Pacific for example uh, and they were doing these NFTs that sold through and they were getting the help of Caritas which is an official helping organization and and getting sure that the money actually got to the people affected that needed the money. Uh, We have been sexual victims cases. Uh, We have been with people uh, helping the kids in Ukraine. Uh, So I I feel real happy to be here uh, because I feel I am in a very, very nice mission knowing this variety. And now you, this this is a, a... a little uh, baseball card we didn't know, we didn't have in our album uh, yet. This cyber security thing and this cyber security education, which is really, really needed to change this paradigm and and, uh, and to get the people to abort this properly, uh, to to get a vision, a proper vision of this uh, issue, which is so important because we are totally immersed in this technological world. It is just like the old... Uh, key makers for the wooden doors or or iron doors in the old houses that two centuries ago. You are just like the the treasurers. You are like the key makers. It's like the the black woman in the Matrix. <laughs> Remember that she has a name related to the keys. So you are like kind of the key creators and the protectors. So good work, for good the, the thing you're doing. Thank you for coming today.
0: Well, I I'm sharing some stories um, to everybody, but one of the one is I remember there's Aurora. Aurora pays six million dollars in bug bounty to ethical ethical hackers. I mean, like since we were talking about ethical hackers and different hackers and different things, um, that story was I remember when this was happening. It was like so incredible, and um, actually now it's taken they they took it down. <laughs> oh well, I was going to share it with you guys, but they took it down. But um, there's a lot of different people. They think you know when you think of the word hacker, you think it is such a bad, like, bad thing to say. You know, like this—that's a horrible thing to do. So, um, David, or goes, what are your? Have you guys come across it when you talk talk about the word? When you mention the word hacker, is that has it been a negative, or has it been a positive?
1: It, it's been both. Uh, for, it's the stigma and connotation associated slash affiliated with it. So some people like to say hacker, and it doesn't mean that it's bad. Some people will automatically think, oh, no. Uh, uh, for me, I tend to use the words, you know, cybersecurity researcher. But yeah, it's been both good and bad. And uh, for me, um, and Ghost can, you know, allude little more, uh, I usually have to explain and, uh, you know, what it is that I do and focus on. And Tanya, just just a piggyback, real quick, if I may, about the Aurora. It's interesting too. Um, that was through Immunify, I remember. And um, if that white hat hacker had gone the other way, he could have made so much more money off it. But the ethical, that ethicalness in him, that person, that researcher, just proves uh, you know there are good people in, in this field, in this industry. Wow, well, good to hear that. Thank you.
3: For myself, it was—it's always been—it's—it's it's always been a hit and miss. Um, for you know, when I first started in '98 to about 2009, uh, it always had a negative connotation um, because of the way that word and everything that comes with it has been portrayed, oftentimes in the media and for the people who get arrested. You know, it it creates a certain kind of image in people's mind. And um, even though the term itself can be applied multifaceted, for example, with my family, I can't even really talk about, you know, what I do today. If if I show pictures of myself as Ghost Exodus or, or speaking about cybersecurity if something happens to computers, I'm always the first person that they think is responsible. So it really depends on um it really not everyone is is, is, is like them. It, it people are, are fast. So we've had Mr Robot. We've had uh, other portrayals in the media that show that you know hacking can be used for good for ethical for for social justice it can be used to right wrongs it can be used to define answers to things that no one else can or it could it could extend an investigation in places where you no know, law enforcement cannot go um so there's a lot of different intrigue involved and a lot of different uh, thoughts feelings um imaginations it really depends who's who the audience is when it boils down to it
0: but i bet you you're the first one your family calls if they can't figure out something on the computer.
3: You are absolutely, irrevocably correct.
0: Yeah, I don't know much about computers. I just know how to push buttons and I figure visual, I just have a good memory. so I just push buttons and I figure out how to do it. But you know, my girlfriends think I'm this incredible computer genius. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, okay. But you know, but then I realized like just to talk to someone on how to up, you know, update their Mac, It was like an ordeal. It took me like forever to some of my girlfriends, you know, when that uh, on Friday, when um, Apple put out, there's two patches, you know, to do it now, update, update, update. And I'm trying to explain this to my girlfriends and trying to walk them through. It was just an ordeal. And then, then they argue with me, right? I love it when people argue with you. Like, no, no, no. My phone does it for me. No, my phone, I have it all set up. And I'm like, well, go look to see if it does it for you right now. Go look. And they're like still arguing with me, I'm like no, no, no. I know my, I know, I know my system. It does work. And then they're like, oh, you're right. I need to update this. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's update this. But um, I feel like you know when you you try to like um, help people too, you know, damage you do them, you don't. But when they need you, and I, that's how I laugh about this. I think like you know th- this is such a, a special niche. That everyone I know are are like talking about this, you know, pen testing and cybersecurity and this and that. And besides, the news is, st- is talking about it. And I think the most important one was when um, when Facebook went down, and it was like horrific for everyone. I think all my friends were like traumatized when Facebook went down, and then the, and none of us could imagine anything cybersecurity related. So speaking, so now like kind of like you guys are coming together and creating a platform and educating the people. Where do you see yourself in the next, like I would say, in six months from now? Um, do you guys have that that long term vision of, of how you want things to work out? Because you know you start with 22 tokens, but then once you get that going, and then you get the secondary market with the tokens, and then you get you want to have more people wanting to because there's a lot of people. I mean, every day I, I keep seeing new NFT artists and NFT musicians and filmmakers, and the blockchain is just like it's going to be it's going to be our way of life. So what do you guys see yourself in the next, let's say, six months to a year? David, you want to answer that question?
1: Sure. I personally see this growing um, to an exponential level because there's so much, like you mentioned before, not the bad side where people are going to lose out, but Ghost, Alberto, uh, myself, uh, you, Tanya, and several others. Yeah, definitely a long term plan. And, you know, we'll have to um, make note of that. And also on that note, a contingency plan as well, so that we are always upholding our integrity and make sure that, you know, this can go and grow bigger and possibly uh, transform to bigger and better platforms.
3: I totally concur. You couldn't have said it better.
0: So we have about uh, 7.30. I would like to go ahead and put the mic up. Anybody wants to grab the mic, please do. You want to ask some questions to our guest. Um, Alberto had had a long night. I think he was working quite a bit. So um, we're going to go finish up at 8 o'clock sharp. But uh, if I want to have any question, please grab the mic. And I want to say hi to my friend Bryce, who is an incredible space host himself, and Dantendo. Hello, we're gonna be we, we're gonna be hanging out in thirty minutes. And then, hey Kiki. Um, so, um, Louis, if you want to ask a question, because I know Louis is getting ready to launch his um, project, I'd love for him to ask some questions about it. I'm gonna invite you to speak, Louis.
2: Ha, Tonya, just a second. Uh, maybe, David, I don't know if they can explain this joke to me. Uh, I, I have here a cybersecurity joke. It says, how did the vegetable farmer sell his product on the dark web? I repeat, how did the vegetable farmer sell his product on the dark web? He used onion routing. Is that a good joke?
1: <laughs> that's that, that's very, uh, very clever, yeah? <laughs> yeah, you got, How, you got my
2: can, yes. can, can you explain it to me <laughs> without being a, a two-hour course on on programming or hacking?
1: Sure. So the the onion. Uh, so when you connect the to tour, uh, it, it's layered, right? You connect from your original uh, okay. IP through okay. one. Uh, it's called a it's called an exit node. I'm sorry, um, a tour node. It's one, and then you go to two, and then three, and then when you finally reach your destination, your exit node. Um, that's the end of that onion, that slice, and then the data there is not encrypted. But that, that's pretty funny.
2: <laughs> good, 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 good. I like it. And the, there is that there was something that said, uh, "Oh, I don't know." That I lost one. It was around here. I did think it could be C two. Oh, what do what do you tell a hacker after a bad breakup? What do you tell a hacker after a bad breakup? Ah, come on, there are plenty of fish in the sea.
1: <laughs> I think <laughs> <Where are the laughs>
2: that's a nice one too. Thank you.
0: Hi, Lori.
5: Hi, Tanya. What's up, Carlos? What's up, Ghost? What's up, David? How are you guys? Fine. It's an interesting conversation, um, you know, when I was younger. Um, I wanted to be a hacker myself as well, too. Uh, I was a gamer. Um, so I was like, you know, I wanted... But, you know, obviously, for for kid reasons, right? I was trying to have, like, the best weapons, the best um, powers and and everything. Uh, But, yeah, interesting conversation. I'm just here just vibing.
0: Did you have any question about um, when it comes to your smart contracts or anything like that for your projects? The upcoming project?
5: Uh, Yeah. um, Yeah, so... I'm, I'm creating my music NFT, um project. But with this first project, with, with my Genesis project, I wanted to just have fun with it. And just like, like I'm not really expecting anything. Just, you know, I'm putting them all, but just not, not expecting anything. But I'm not really having, I'm, I'm going through OpenSea. I'm not sure. Maybe David goes, maybe you guys can give me, um, you know, a, um, some feedback or some advice. But I'm just doing, you know, something very simple um, through OpenSea. Uh, for my first Genesis collection of one hundred, and um, and then we're gonna move from there,
1: right? Um, network expand and you know, learn more, right? We can definitely, uh, definitely assist with regards to uh, OpenSea and you know how that goes regarding the the smart contracts. Um, I'll go ahead and you know I'll follow you, and um, if you want to hop into the Discord server at any time, um, that's that's a, that's a great topic. Let's do it, David. Let's get it.
0: So, you know, um, also With when it comes to cybersecurity, there's actually, um, I was reading up on a story about um, cybersecurity expert urges parents to talk with kids about online safety ahead of school year. Because I feel like nowadays, you know, all the children and all of them are giving um, like a phone to use. Um, so it's such an oh, Kiki's a perfect. Um, so You know it's so important to actually have a conversation about this. Will you be offering any? Um, will you be talking anything that what parents should look out for when it comes to cybersecurity and and for their kids? I mean, this I know kids who are seven years old or have a phone, an iPhone.
1: That's that's really uh, interesting because my my son is uh, three and a half, and I'm not allowed to get him a phone. I do have a tablet for him, uh, although I put the. Um, necessary preferences in there. He he's he hasn't got to that point yet to uh kind of you know finagle around it. But um, that's an interesting topic as to you know how somebody should go about um with younger people and actually with people uh, of all ages joining. Um, but but not just cybersecurity, but computer awareness and people on any platform messaging, um, especially spam and phishing, etc., are getting a lot of people of all ages, but um yeah growing up for for us was different we didn't have the the tools that are available today but um the self-awareness and teaching is is that that's another item that i'm currently working on with my son he's still a little too young but um as he grows i don't want him to uh you know go as far as i had
6: hi kiki Hi, um, I would like to offer some insight regarding um, digital citizenship, uh, which is another word for cybersecurity for children. (laughs) This is something that they understand. Um, I uh, teach uh, and I have presented um, on many occasions. Uh, There is a wonderful uh, platform. It's called Common Sense Education, and they have partnered with Nearpod, they're both partners that I collaborate with um, during uh, my presentations, the conferences, uh, my everyday uh, work. Uh, So in this platform, um, children learn um, how to go to safe websites, uh, how to protect their identity, how to ask their parents uh, for help if something seems suspicious. So they're learning from a very young age, as young as six, And um, that it's actually a a city and state mandate in New York. I do believe uh, it's in many states. Um, I have been um, teaching. I I am very, very involved in it. Uh, So in the coding week that we have, it's usually in December. That's my first uh, lesson, digital citizenship. And then we move on to coding, Um, simple coding, Uh, not Python or anything else. I, I teach neurodiverse children, so I use code.org. Uh, however, yes, there are platforms, and if you want me, Tanya, I can offer that resource in the um, uh, in the bubble and up in the nest, um, so um, you, people can follow up after this space with your permission. I hope that's okay. Oh
0: yes, please do. Can you put you can pin it course. and also put it in the bubble this way? Because while I blog, that's what I'm course. going
6: of course. And um, so that was my uh, contribution. And my question is this, Um, we know that many um, face, we know that FaceTime and uh, so many resources that people use to communicate WhatsApp, Viber um, are so easily hacked and have been hacked lately. Um, Even um, what is the other one called? signal even signal which used to be super safe um i just want to ask the people in the space if they are aware uh because i have been looking um and it's something of very high interest to me of something that uh would be uh safe would be considered uh safe and secure for communicating uh with people regarding sensitive subjects uh if if anybody has an answer, I would really like to know. So thank you so much, and if um, if someone can step up and answer, I would really appreciate it. I will put the um, the link on the nest as I promised, Tanya. Okay, my love. Thank you so much for letting me come
0: up and speak. Thank you, um, David. august Did you guys want to answer that?
1: that's very good because so originally with whatsapp what had happened is right so you like tanya if i'm texting you my text goes from myself through a middleware so the metadata can be collected and has been and then goes to you and then signal is supposed to just be from me to you directly with no um uh person in no middleware um another there's no Full, full secure app that I'm aware of. I, I do use Keybase.io. Um, there's a whole bunch of um, platforms, et cetera, and I try uh, to the best I can. I'm not always successful to uh, reverse engineer as much as I can without getting lost. But um, I do definitely shy away from um, uh, Facebook Messenger. If you know if it's something uh, like project related. Uh, WhatsApp, I, I still use signal to uh, to an extent and Keybase, but there are more and just making a note of that too to piggyback on uh, for the next conversation. what apps are scored and you know I actually found it a while ago not to be long-winded, I, I found a rating. It, it was an Excel sheet and it actually gave the pros and cons um, regarding pretty much uh, all aspects of it. I'll have to see if that's updated and where it is. Um, but yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, I'd love for you to share that with us. I'd like to see that too.
1: I'm with David on that. KeyBase
3: has been really reliable for, um, for the time I've been using it. And I also use, um, I've been using Wire off and on. I don't really like it, but I've been using it simply because I don't have to use a, a phone number. I can use um, like an email address. And uh, I I just, I really have uh, not really been in the whole uh, encrypted communication, you know, loop. So I've just been kind of a creature of habit, Keybase, and Wire has been my go-to for a while.
0: Yeah, I'm looking up everything as you're talking. (laughs) Wire, okay. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like, a lot of the, even, you know, Signal, i like, I... I don't know i don't like stuff on my phone too much i've got i've gotten to the point that at one time i would download tons of apps and now i'm just like looking because i'm not doing that much um, my agency is not like going to people's offices and working and creating a lot of content on instagram i'm kind of more like focusing on social audio and making content that way so i'm just like now just downsizing meaning just have have a phone just to do my uh twitter spaces but I I'm ready to go to a flip phone so that I can feel comfortable. (laughs) Am I being too paranoid or just, I'm just, I'm tired. I feel like I I hold my phone all the time. I'm like, I I'm consciously turning my phone off and not messing with my, just not because I feel like it's as I, you know, as an early adopter to social media and I just feel like doing this stuff for so many years and, you know, decade, you know, like, like since 2006. Uh, and then anytime a new a new smartphone comes out, I'm kind of like the victim, not the victim, but I'm kind of like, oh, I'm going to go get this one because I got to have this one. You know, you, you have that phone envy, you know? Um, I don't know. I'm sure all, every one of us at one time suffered from it. I did. I, I People would be telling me about their new phone they're getting. I'd be like, oh, I got phone envy. But I don't know. Nowadays, I just feel like because of everything that's happening, I just want to like just have one phone. I'll use it to do my stuff with and then have my flip phone but it'd be cool to have something that's encrypted in communication and do it on my desktop is that how you use it ghost wire
3: yes you can do that and one of the important things about wire especially for like iphone users is that you can log in uh you know using your face um and i think you can also use a a pin code if that Mm -hmm. doesn't work um i always like to be able to to utilize some type of uh, authentication, so that um, you know anyone who picks up my my phone is not just a, an open you know uh, conversation that can you know others can 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 view. Uh, it's, it's it's a little more secure. There's some groups that I know who have an ex- extraordinarily high profile who also um, are they feel very safe using uh, Wire and key base.
0: Yeah, I do. I, I'm hoping that Twitter will let us be able to, to do our space on a desktop. That would be fantastic. Um, David, the mic is yours.
1: Oh, yeah, that, that's another good point, too, about Wire, uh, not only for the phone, but also on a desktop. Yeah, that, that's, I haven't been using it as much lately, but have before. Another one, too, is uh, it's, it's called uh, Librem.1, and um, it'll be at the name Librem, you know, free. Librem chat is another end to end encrypted with, with VOIP. So, but yeah, I'll, I'll have to take a look at that uh, spreadsheet and put it together. But right now it's uh, it's those two, KeyBase and um, Wire, and thanks Ghost for uh, bringing that back up so I can um, check back into it, yeah.
0: At, at the rate we're going with technology is going so fast and every day, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm addicted to, um, who is it? I think I'm addicted to fear porn. I think I got that from Joe Rogan. <laughs> because when you just sit there and you read up the screen (laughs) you read that you know you you just scroll and scroll and scroll and you're like oh my god this person got this company got hacked that got hacked this got hacked and then you kind of like addicted to like checking on it and i'm like i'm googling it just to make sure the story's right i'm checking on i'm calling my friends i'm talking about it and you know i'm i i really think it keeps me ptsd because now i'm always double and triple checking myself but it's better be um safe than sorry right and everything's going by so quickly and everything's happening so fast. So I'm really uh, excited about the um, Hacker 1337 Club because I feel like what you guys are, are going to launch or launching is going to make such a huge difference in a lot of people's lives because, you know, you you educate to prevent. And that's the key. I mean, I and, and a lot of people think it's, you know, I don't know. I, I have some friends who are kind of like, oh, you worry too much or why would you even do that? But then they get hacked and then guess what they call, right? So um, I I feel like it's such uh, an incredible platform that you're building and I'm excited for you guys. So it's about 10 minutes to eight. Thank you Um, so much. Go ahead, Ghost.
3: Oh, I was just saying thank you.
0: Oh, my pleasure. Um, but it's about ten minutes to eight. I wanted to like also go ahead and ask anyone if you have any questions. You want to go ahead and grab the mic um, because we're gonna end sharp at eight o'clock. Because I'm doing another space. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and Alberto, I, I I'm sure you know worst on the worst. I'll we'll do another space later with Alberto. But um, do you guys have any final thoughts? And what are you what what are you excited about today?
2: I have here another one, if you allow me. It says, why didn't the IT team set up their remote office from the beach? I repeat, why didn't the IT team set up their remote office from the beach? You know why? Because it was too cloudy. That's horrible. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry.
1: (laughs) <laughs> that's Keep this is great <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible
2: it was good
0: though, it was good, though. you know because I never thought to think of it that way I'm going to try that can I use that joke and tell my my hubby because he'll get it because you know I'm horrible at joke I can't never I, it's hard for me to get a joke nor can I tell a joke but I love that <laughs> hey Ali how are you
4: hi I'm good thanks hello from Paris it's about 2 o'clock in the morning um and um, I, as I was connecting, I missed uh, Carlos's joke. Is that better or worse that I missed it? Is it good that I missed it? No, it was just fu- okay. funny. Okay, Go ahead, tell okay, it again. no. Tell me, tell me.
2: I, I, I can't remember again. Why didn't the IT team set up the remote office from the beach? Because it was too cloudy.
4: It was too cloudy. Okay,
2: got it. (laughs) Sorry, it's Okay, I
4: I have one for you. How many... Okay, um, good. How many... How many many blondes does it take to change... uh, No, no. Uh, Let me think about it. I'll tell you in a minute. But anyway, I just wanted to tell you guys, it sounds like a really exciting program. Thank you so much. I'm really excited because I'm uh, uh, an artist, and so I've been just watching the whole nft thing kind of unfold but it feels kind of dangerous to me in terms of you know i don't know how to keep the keep track of my money uh, you know if it's a separate uh, economy i don't know how to keep my artwork safe and different things so i'm really looking forward to this type of proactive um kind of uh a lexicon and a, and a kind of step-by-step way to get into it so it's not just like pieces here and there you pick up tips sounds like you guys have a syllabus you've been working on and you, and um that feels really important and interesting um i've met some of you through uh through uh, um, roberto's uh, spaces and i know kiki and and uh, kay and azura and several people and stacy And uh, Bryce, um, and I just, um, uh, I'm really, I want to thank you because it's really helpful to have something that can start I'm really, I'm just an artist, so it's, it's quite a, I know how to basically use a computer, but I'm a neophyte in terms of how to protect myself and my artwork. So that feels very uh, considerate of you guys, and thank you very much, because that, that's been keeping me from making any kind of jump into that direction at all. So thanks so much.
2: Okay, Eliana, Eliana i go got to do another one for you. Okay. What, do you call, what do you call an excavated py- pyramid? What do you call an excavated pyramid?
4: I don't I know, know I, Carlos. What do you call it?
2: Unencrypted.
4: Ay, 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 ay. That one hurts. <laughs> that was bad. That's bad, Carlos. I don't know, I know. Oh Some God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you. So it's about six minutes. Uh, Carlos, you crack me up. Uh, so we're probably going to end up doing another space. I'll let you know when, when after I talk to Alberto. And um, I really appreciate you guys for being here, Ghost and David. So do you guys have anyone want to share final thoughts before we uh, close out this space?
5: I just want to say this is a great space. And, and thank you for, you know, for good hackers, like positive hackers, like Ghost and David out here in the world. Because like like you guys were talking about, like it's it has like a negative stigma. Right, so so you guys are, you know, are the voice, are the light for for that positive energy and that love. So thank you guys, thank, thanks for the space.
2: you not well, very, very very welcome. Thank you very much, you for you being here. Thank you.
4: Can I just say one more thing, real quick? Yes, please. Um, of course. You know, I have talking and talking with Alberto a bit. We've been talking a lot about how you know the the web is the wild west. You know, and people tend to get. There's all kinds of stuff that happens that's maybe negative experiences for people. So it really is reassuring to see a group of people coming together, you guys, the three of you to bring together your experiences and then the rest of your team there with Tony and Carlos to uh, to, to try and help it be a protected space and to work for good and that's really encouraging because otherwise it feels just kind of overwhelming and scary. <laughs> but we really need to take it by the reins and, and just claim the space as a positive space and work together as a hive, you know, to, to make it what we want it to be. So I appreciate your work very much. And the vision is really cool. Thank you.
2: Wow. Thank you for those words. Great. Tonya, we are wrapping this. We are five minutes away.
0: Yes, we're wrapping this up. Um, Again, this, this space is recorded and live streamed. So um, we'll be cutting up some snippets and sharing it out. And um, we'll probably end up doing another space. It's just, um, I know Alberto's been working really hard on the project and he's probably in the middle of something, but he'll be back. But um, on that note, David, thank you so much for being here. And go, um, before we, I let you guys go, can you tell our listeners how to get a hold of you? David, you first.
1: Uh, sure. So for me, uh, if you'd like, feel free to send me a DM on Twitter, um, and you could also join the Discord. And uh, anything further than that, um, I'd be more than happy to, uh, you know, share my email, etc. Um, that should be enough.
0: Awesome. Ghost, does how to get a hold of you?
3: Oh, without question. Let's say the best way to really reach out to me is the same. Just should be a DM. Um, I'm always on Twitter, and I don't miss a message, and I usually respond very quickly. So that's the best way to reach me.
0: Will you be um, providing some more uh, entertainment for us with the videos? I I really enjoy you just doing this work.
3: Oh, uh, Most of my videos are on TikTok or on YouTube, Um, but yes, I will make them. I I usually make them for myself, but I do share them with others.
0: I I find them very entertaining, so I just want to let you know that.
3: Thank you, I appreciate it. There, I I'm almost shameless, so um, I do it for my own enjoyment because life is just uh, we need to laugh a little more, especially in this very very serious industry.
4: (laughs) Did you you notice how he
0: said almost shameless? (laughs)
2: hey good
0: and kiki um so when when is your um next space
6: oh that's a very good question i don't i don't know i need i need to come back i need to make a comeback that's true i'm expecting sometime in september when everything settles with work i would love to come back and um i would love to um have my um my regular co-host who has been very very busy with work but maybe Ali can come up and help me and... okay <laughs> uh because it's it's yeah. very um it's yeah. very important to have a co-host um because um you know uh you always need uh to have uh your two somebody watching uh you know uh
4: and it's um I, we I would, would really like good, to come
6: back. Yes, We would
4: make a good team, Kay and I, as your co-hosts, together, the two of I, us. Oh,
0: yes. I would love that. <laughs> so, um, on that note, thank you very much, everyone, for being here. We'll be back next week at 6.30 p.m. for our next episode of NFTs for a Cause. And again, this episode is already live streamed onto Facebook, um, Twitch, and also uh, Twitter Live. It's on Social Chats, SF Twitter Live, you want to Watch the replay, but you can listen to the replay. I'll have this up. And um, anything else? Carlos, Carlos and I, we talk all week long. Like we, He sends me little snippets, sends me jokes.
2: <laughs> no, I, I, what I want to say, this is a secret, uh, so please don't tell anybody. Uh, um, Tonya is so capable and so contactful uh, because we are live and streaming and we are recorded, and then she handles the blog, the stuff, the blending, everything. Uh, we also, she has a special agreement with Mr. Elon Musk, and we are the only space now being a stream on Mars in this moment. She got that for us, okay? So you can be happy to be uh, in social audio Martians, all of us. Thank you for coming, everybody. Come on. Thank
0: you, everybody. I'm going to be hopping into Louis, um, uh music space. So if you guys want to listen to some music, and we're interviewing someone really cool, join us. And again, everybody have a great day, and we will be back. Bye, everybody.
3: See you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: you. Bye-bye.